Welcome back. Long time coming. It's been a while. Miss y'all. My boys uh, had a little brush with COVID. Summertime's on us. Right on us. Spring is here. Some MMA action, you know. Got um last ca- last UFC card was a freebie, and we got to see the return of Polish power. Jan Blachowicz getting the ring versus Alexander Rakic, and uh, what was promised to be a title eliminator ended up a victory for Blachowicz, but a uh, huge blow for the 205 division, and Alexander Rakic, by, I mean, blew his knee out, so he's probably going to be out for at least a year. Thoughts? Sucks that it had to go down like that. Yeah, it... it that's a that's a hard blow to that division, which I already think is becoming more and more less interesting. The young dogs just aren't making it the way that they they're supposed to right now. So it's an older division, and losing him as a contender was a deep blow, especially in that way. Well, yeah, what do you division think? Division is uh, I wouldn't say lackluster, but. It's got a lot, what what they say on the broadcast is the retirement home or something, or where all the old guys go. What, what they said, they yes. said something like that, right? They, in so many words, they basically said it's the oldest division, which should be heavyweight, but light heavyweight's got it, it's the old guys competing. So, well, I think at the it's bottom a rough half is is like all the the up and comer dudes are coming, the young guys. Yeah, and I expected, that's what I was kind of trying to allude to was, you know, they expected a lot of these guys to pop off. You know, like Johnny Walker was supposed to be the future, and then, you know, Jimmy Crute was supposed to be the future, and Krylov was supposed to be the future. Jamal Hill's starting to come up, but or even Dominic Reyes was the future and then fell off hard. So, it's... The old guy division, they're all holding strong. The veterans are doing their thing. What he lost? And the three new guys just Reyes. Who? Reyes? Three in a row, right? I'm it might be two. Uh Jones, Jan, Yuri. Yeah, three in a row. Okay, so three in a row, but the worst it. thing about him is the way he lost all those. Jones, two. obviously, they thought he will, he could have won that fight, but then his last two were bad knockouts in the second round. And he just hasn't seen the same. Well, we could get a rematch of uh, the two old guys fighting for the title if Glover gets past Yuri. Definitely an option, especially since uh, Glover's talking about his ideal future is to beat Yuri and then have a retirement fight in November. <clears throat> that would be good for for Glover to defend the title a couple times and call it quits. Right. Especially if he can. If he can get past Yuri... I mean, there's not much more you need to prove in that division, period. Especially at his age. He could go out 
on top. As talented as Yuri is, because he's extremely talented, he got he has some skills, especially mm-hmm. in the stand up. Um, very explosive, dangerous everywhere, dangerous at range, dangerous in tight. Um, he presents a lot of challenges for pretty much the entire division when it comes to just pure stand up. However, one thing that can you know slow down a lot of these more flashier styles is is wrestling, and you know it's hard to do all those unpredictable long range attacks when you're on your back and scrambling to get up or getting ground and pounded or defending submissions. And that's one thing that our champion Glover Teixeira has at his disposal is he's probably the best wrestler currently at 200 at a hundred and um, no, actually at 205 pounds. So Erie, I would assume would be a favorite. In this fight, there are but no wrestlers, are, huh? In 205, there's right not now. many. There's, there's not many. Just reviewing the, the rankings over there, too. And I was like, who is there? I mean, there's not many pure wrestlers. There's some good grapplers, but there's not many, no, the, not many pure wrestlers at 205 anymore. Exactly. There, there really is no wrestlers. At all, actually. Not in the top 15. There, like you said, there's some grapplers. Like Paul Craig, I wouldn't really call him a wrestler, but he's definitely a grappler. And you got Jimmy Crude, who's also a grappler. But not necessarily yeah. a wrestler. Even though he does yeah, have I wouldn't really call him a wrestler either. Right. And he has wrestling, but he's not... It's not like... um His strongest asset... That's utilized every single time he gets in the cage. Whereas Glover, even though he's he's got decent boxing, if he can impose his real will with the wrestling game, he will, and he mm-hmm. often does. That's why, that's why I think Yuri. That's why I think he has the biggest edge versus Prohaska. We haven't seen Yuri on his back, or fighting off take or fighting off of his back. We haven't seen it yet, so we don't know if he has the ability to. One, be able to defend those takedowns repeatedly and get up, or um, if he can contend with someone who has to who has that in the game plan. Every fight he's had so far has been pretty much stand up battles. Yeah, I mean he's we're literally talking about a two fight spread. Yeah, that's what I was about to say. I was like, he don't got that many fights, yeah. and then I just pulled it up. It's two fights, but he two beat- fights, and they were both strikers. Yep, they beat contenders mm-hmm. with the greatest of ease. Yeah, and flashy too. No one can forget that uh, elbow to Reyes. That uh, he blocked the punch with a headbutt. Yes, from Ozdemir. But that's the thing: is that recklessness going to be his downfall? He knows it too. He said it uh, in some, something. He said he knows that he, he's got to change that style up. This is not good for longevity. It's one thing to say it. It's another thing to do it. Um, you, you you typically don't see fighters 
change what's working while they're while it's working. Yeah, it usually takes a slice of humble pie before you can get any real switch ups. And what would he look like in that situation too? Because I mean, we have that's something I said over and over again about Johnny Walker. He needs to take a more calculated approach. But Johnny Walker looks worse than ever, trying to be less flashy. Johnny Walker looks terrible because he's with fucking Kavanaugh. I didn't want to say it. I, I give enough Irish hate. And fuck that. <laughs> I didn't want to say it. Man, he, he, Johnny Walker is physically gifted as shit. Like, he has all the tools. Um, I think he need, if he, for him to be successful, and by successful, I mean winning the title, he has to go to a real camp where they have, like, actual game plans and they're not like a yes-man type fucking crew where they have at Kavanaugh's gym. It's just Connor and then the rest of those flunkies. So, do you think that Kavanaugh's gym is almost like, um... <clears throat> oh, God, I don't even remember his name. He's so irrelevant now. Ronda Rousey's old coach. Do you think Kavanaugh's just like that? The only reason why their name's out there and then they have a camp that people started going to is because of one star. Yeah. Cause you can make a well, thing is it's like, it's about money too. Right. So you mm-hmm. have a cash cow with Rousey and you were talking about Edmund, right? Yeah. Right. So you had a cash cow with Ronda Rousey who was wrecking shop at, um, in the women's was that Bantamweight division? No, was that women's yes. Bantamweight? She was wrecking shop at a thin women's Bantamweight division, became a champion, Fell in love with her hands. Found out quickly that she wasn't no good with her hands. Then that camp fell the fuck off. Same with Connor. He was wrecking. Uh, he was a big dude wrecking the shit out of the hundred and thirty-five pound division in the males. Um, no, the Waltz is that not Waltz? Wait, sorry, that's uh, uh forty-five lightweight. is a light. Oh, forty-five featherweight. featherweight. He wrecked the featherweight division. Connor did. Mm-hmm. Came a star, and he's been basically. Average at best in everything above 145 pounds. Been pretty average. I'll agree with that. Been pretty average in that. But that camp and the notoriety that he brought to that camp gained extra like attention. Like you got guys, like I said, you have plenty of people that went over there just to get a piece of that that rock. Like because they didn't know. All right, well, I'm in Connor's gym, so whatever aura Connor has, you're in that glow. So if you get, you know, if you if Connor's on the card, most likely you're going to be on that card, and we have this camp. But I haven't seen anything to prove that have an awesome, great coach. That's a great camp. I agree with that, and I think the biggest problem is I don't think Kavanaugh has bad coaching skills. I think he is a yes man, though. Like from some of the stuff that I've seen in certain embeddeds or countdowns and interviews that he's done, it always sounds like he just lets Connor do whatever the hell he wants. So he's just the yes man to everybody. But to be fair, I I would give his gym a little more credit than Rousey's gym, but just the comparison of one hit star and can't really make any hits on anybody else since then is a problem to me when it comes to gyms. A lot of the bigger gyms get a lot of sh- they get shit for um one favoritism 
two gym wars. You'll have mm-hmm. all these young hungry lions in the same camp in the same room and gotta fight each other eventually. A lot of times that shit gets settled in the gym, but you un- unnecessarily leave, um, have fights in the gym that you don't get paid for. Yeah. But on the flip side of that, iron sharpens iron. So while you might not get paid for that, you do get better. So it's like a it's a double edged sword. Like you damned if you do and you damned if you don't. So in the hurt business, in the situation where I mean this is this is not golf. This is the hurt business. So you gotta risk something to get something. And if you're in a camp where you can't grow, you're in a small camp that doesn't have I'll say you need a phenom coach. Not just an average coach, not just a running a good coach. You better have a fucking great coach. If you're not a big camp, but like Trevor Whitman, for the other guy though, the one that like gets X'd out. You remember Rashad and John Jones? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Rashad was going to go fight Shogun for the title, and then he what blew his knee out or something, and that mm-hmm. became uh, that became the John Jones error. After that, we all knew it was going to happen right. eventually. Yeah, but it was like it's just the way it happened. He got X. And to be fair. Be fair, it happens no matter what. Oh yeah. yeah. Even if Joe, even- I mean, yeah, it, it happens no matter what, depending on the fighters, because some fighters, like old school Brazilians, like Anderson Silva and everyone, they take that very seriously, where you don't fight your boys. But, or like even, I was talking to Mo about this a couple weeks ago. I think it was at the pay per view for Justin Gaethje or whatever, where I was talking about Roy McDonald's career was screwed up by GSP because they would never fight. So he was never going to become champion. So I think that fire inside Rory McDonald early on kind of died out. And then when GSP retired, it kind of came back, but came back a little too late. You know what I mean? Well, here's going back to the Rashad and John Jones situation. Yeah, that, that was um. Which camp was that again? That was uh, Greg Jackson. Before it was Jackson Wink, right? Yeah, well, it's still Jackson Wink. Yeah, that was before it was Jackson Wink. It was just Jackson, right? There was no Weekly John back then, right? Um, you might be right about that. Before it became a puppy mill. Hey, turn your mic down. <laughs> hey, turn your mic around. You're doing the opposite right now. This way. Anyway. Other way. Have the light facing you. There you go. Yeah, there you go. There you go. He was like speaking Um, behind it. Okay. Here's what what I think. Let's just play it back. Shaw doesn't get hurt. Right? Let's say he doesn't get injured. Does that version of Rashad even beat Shogun? Maybe. 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 Wrestling. Let's say he does. Let's just give him a benefit of the doubt and say he does. Or as he goes to sleep. Let's just give him a benefit of the doubt. Let's say he never gets hurt. He beats Shogun. He's, he still doesn't fend off Jones. Oh, no. That's probably the next fight. And then it creates the whole separation of the Right. Right. And he, then also, they still met up. They still fought. Oh, yeah. Jones and Rash- right, right, right. So it's not like it mattered that he got hurt. I think... Um, 
that that still that camp still benefit both guys because Rashad had a, a Hall of Fame worthy career. So did, and so did John Jones. So I think that was the whole point of that that bringing that up anyway was will 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 you benefit from a big camp? I.e. Johnny Walker at Avenal's camp, whatever the fuck they call each other. Would he benefit from going to a bigger gym? Would he benefit from going to a gym like ATT or, you know, you know, going to a gym where he's can get pushed by some of the best guys in the world and have good coaching? Would that be to his benefit? Because he is still young. I mean, and that is a thin 205 division, bro. It only takes a few. Yuri got two wins, dog, and he's fighting for the championship. Exactly. Yeah. Two good wins, title. I think going to a big camp is beneficial to everybody. But the thing is, you got to choose the right camp for the right fighter. Mm-hmm. Not every not every coach is right for everyone. Yeah. Uh, but... I don't know where I would put Johnny Walker, though. With his fighting style, I don't know what would be a good camp for him. That's the hard part for me. City like, who has that kind of flashiness? City kickboxing? City kickboxing. Actually, that might work. I don't know if he'd be willing to go all the way to New Zealand, but... If he's in Ireland, why not? You know what? I, I like it. At least he's going to where there's a everybody in that camp who have a plethora of great strikers. Mm-hmm. I mean, from the champ- plethora of flashy, explosive strikers. So if you if your striking is your issue, if you want to, you know, sharpen your tools, sharpen your tools. Which his striking is really good. It's his because defense. I feel that 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 hurts him. Mm-hmm. Yes, and you can't train a chin. You just can't. You can't. You can't train your chin, but you can train not getting hit. You can yes. train footwork. You can train angles. Because that's the thing. His uh, his flashiness was always a double-edged sword for him. It was either going to overwhelm the opponent, and they weren't ever going to like jump in to strike when they needed to, or he's just creating a lot of openings where a well-tactician sharpshooter is just going to take him out. It's... That's what his style always was. So we thought if he was more calculated, he'd be better. But I think he needs to find that mixture between his flashiness, but have good enough movement to get out of the situation when needed. Hey, how Almost like here? a Tony Ferguson. How do we? Because we were here? talking about the lightweight division. Well, like heavyweight division. Being what still? Yeah. In um. Uh, yeah. Being thin, then we started talking about the young prospects, and then oh. we started talking about oh, certain like, fighters. How did we, we get over here? Like, how we had hey, you? man. I, how many left turns did we take? We took a lot, but we just chit-chatting right now. But the, the good thing is, uh, here's the good thing. There are, there are still a lot of contenders. Like, in that division, they're just not – I mean, rec- most recently speaking, we had um, Ryan Spann just – you know, didn't he just just choke out on Kudilaba? Superman beat the Hulk. Okay. Yes. Um, and then we just had another win by a two hundred fiver with um Khalil Roundtree bodying. I mean, he ran through. Um, what's his name? He got yeah. his money back. 
That's money back. God damn, I can't remember. The boy owed him five dollars. Whoa, Roundtree um, just beat Roberts. I forgot. I forgot who Call, it was. Carl Roberts. Carl. Uh, Carl something. Is, is Roundtree not right? even ranked anymore? Wow, that's surprising. Anyways, long story short, you have some. There's some guys at the bottom half of that division. They have a shot to like if you they string together two or three wins. We'll be talking about their names uh, about this time next year. So I wouldn't be too worried about. I wouldn't. I'm not too worried about the two or five division. I'm just saying that it it does suck that Alexander Rakic got hurt and. Leave it at that. Yeah. And like we said, the way that it happened, it does suck for that. Uh, the, the division's not completely dead yet. It's just, I feel like every other division has had this, like, rise of young contenders that are rising to the top quite quickly. And 205, the old guard's just holding strong. Is all it is. That is true. Once John Jones left, is you know, it created the opening. And one old guy won the title, then another old guy won the title. Yep. Historically, the 205 division's always kind of been a revolving door if you don't, t- if you take away Jones. There's never been a long reigning champ at 205. Just once, right? Chuck? Chuck. Chuck had and it. Chuck Tito. Chuck had it for a little bit. And he lost to Rampage. And Tito before him. He lost to Rampage. Rampage lost to Forrest. He defended it once, right? Once. Dan Henderson. Who? Rampage. Right. He defended it, it once. It wasn't that. None of, none of them had a long reign. They, they might have defended it once or twice. And yep. then, I mean, who did Tito? I mean, who did, um, who did Forrest Griffin lose his belt to? Was it Rashad? Rashad? Right? Mm-hmm. So, and Rashad lost to Machida. Yep. Machida lost to Shogun. Shogun lost, lost to Jones. It. Originally oh, yes. in their first fight, that's right. He got knocked out in the second one, so that's, that's undisputed. No, nah, the the judges said uh, Machida won that one too. Really? Did he? Did he? Did he TKO? Uh... The, the judges said he won the second fight too. He get disqualified for sleeping on the job. Yeah, you know the judges. Yeah, yeah. they'll make up something. <laughs> like, so, but, but the point with being is that like two hundred five is always. Historically, been the I mean, one is it's the premier division of the UFC. It's kind of always had Cormier. He defended it what, twice, three times. Anthony Rumble Johnson and Gustafson. Consecutive or how many times? Not consecutive. Did I fall asleep on this camera? Yep. Because mm-hmm. in between there, he got head kicked gonna... by John Jones, right? Yep. I'm just gonna sleep talk this whole way. Didn't he fight yeah, Rumble yeah. twice? He fought Rumble twice, right? Really good question. I don't think so, but... Really good question, bro. Did he fight Rumble twice? Yeah, look that one up. I don't... You know what? Maybe. Dude, all I remember from the whole that whole thing was Rumble knocking him across the cage... And then Rumble getting choked out. I don't know how he got up from that, bro. I really don't. Mark Dome. 
Like, he was on his belly and knees after he got hit by Rumble. Looking up at him, like, what you do? Like, mm-hmm. I don't know how he got up from that. I mean, it wasn't a clean Ooh. shot. It was a powerful shot. Didn't he, didn't he hit him in like a chest or something like that? What, what did he hit him? I don't remember, but it sent him flying and off his feet. Do remember that. I remember I remember Humble landing a big shot, and then from there, I think he tried to wrestle with Cormier and then got his back taken. That's pretty much how he always loses, though, to wrestlers. Because Koscheck got him like that. Vitor got him too. He took his back and choked him out as well. Oh, crazy man! That's that's just that's how you beat Rumble. Apparently, has he fought v- since uh, he went to Bellator? Mm. I don't think so. I think he's still recovering from uh, whatever illness he had. At least I think. Oh, could be wrong. Boy, blew up though. I remember he blew up. He was big. He was, in the, um, he was on a good diet with his uh, marijuana business and everything. We had the munchies. Popeyes and Dairy Queen. Let's see. I think he fought Rumble twice. I think. So let's even say he did. Okay, let's say he fought him twice. Obviously, he went to a no. Um, versus... Because he, he didn't lose. Like, he he's only lost. twice and choked him out the same way twice. Right. He's too, he, and then Cormier had the belt between that. Um, He vacated the ability to, to win. He won the champ champ status by um, knocking out Stipe. And then. Oh, he beat Ozemir as well. Okay. He had some wins. Then he went up to uh, heavyweight, got that one. Mm-hmm. Then he defended that one at least once. He beat um, Derek Lewis. Yep. Anyway, uh, rear naked jump. Um, outside of that, 205 division, like I, like I was trying to say earlier, it just had a lot of turnover. There was a lot of a lot of opportunity to be champion because no one was a long reigning champ except John Jones. He held it for the longest. Um, the only person that knocked him out of there was him. You know, Gustafsson, right now would be a pretty good time for him to go back to light heavyweight instead of fighting at heavyweight. I I heard a rumor of him hinting a return. I don't remember if he was returning to 205, but he is returning to the to the octagon. You're right. I I agree. This is perfect time for him to go back to 205. Because only two guys, the only three guys to beat him like handedly ain't there no more. Omie is uh he's a now a kind of desk. With a commentary job, nice and retired and plump. On Jones, that heavyweight, getting ready to make his debut. We'll talk about that in a few. And Anthony Rumble Johnson is in Bellator. So Gustafson, all the big black dudes gone, cuz. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> is it's that time. really? Is that really who we all lost to? Right? 
That's it, dog. Wow. That's it. Think about it. Phil Davis. Damn. He ain't there. Exactly. Damn. Damn. He, he gone too. He's in Bellator. Damn. Chill time, cuz. Well, I mean, he, he would have to worry about uh, Anthony Smith. He's half. Yeah. Yeah. Anthony Smith. Jamal uh, Hill. Maybe Khalil Roundtree and Ryan Jamal Hill. But I will say, he, did, he has a win over the current champ. Knocked out uh, Gustafson. Not Gustafson. Gustafson knocked out Teixeira with a million uppercuts. Hit him with all the uppercuts. So did Rumble. We hit him with one. Yeah. It'd be a good time for him to come in. Go ahead and make his make his return. Speaking well, we can we can jump into the whole um Jones versus Steep A matchup. Because we've been talking about this for a year. Oh last year. We, we sprinkled it in here and there this year. But now it's it's finally looking like it's about to happen. Um, Jones in fight camp now. Stipe says he needs a little more time, though. Stipe wants to fight somewhere around like September, October. Jones wants to get that international fight week card. It's booked. Like I know that one is it's, it's already loaded. Think it'd be a better idea to just like go ahead and run that thing on uh, end of the year then? No. They need oh. to fight soon. In September works for me. August, September. I don't know if they got a headliner for the July 30th card. Hmm. Too soon, though. Steep, man. That's too soon. Yeah, steep. I wonder why it needs time till like, September. You know what I'm saying? Like, what have you been? I know you're a firefighter, but what? what else are you doing? I think it's because he got brutally KO'd. No, the rumor and is he's putting on muscle. That's, that's what I'm saying. Like I think that's another thing too. Beat me to that one. He's probably he put on muscle before what? the uh, Nagano fight too. Remember, because no. he, he tried no. to put a little bit of that on there too. Because they were talking about how much bigger he was and if that was going to be a detriment to him or not. I don't know. But he, he didn't look. He didn't look big in the uh, the second. He looked the same, right? Fight. He looked very similar. Yeah. It's not like when Frank Mir put on muscle after Brock Lesnar. Uh, no, it was Shane Carwin, right? That record. No, you, no, no, you're right. It was. It was. It was. Um, it was Frank Mir. Yeah, Frank Mir put on all that muscle. You remember that, right? He did. Yeah. yeah. He went from. It didn't look like that transformation, like how he did. A lot of people bulked up around that time. Brock Lesnar forced everyone to bulk up. Is what happened. Yeah. Well, Randy Couture was in that division back then too, and he was he was fighting around two twenty five, two thirty. He got out horsepowered. Shane Carwin has always been a big guy. Frank Mir was somewhere around two forty, two fifty in the first fight, but in the second time, it was more like two seventy, and Diesel. Yeah. Um, if 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 Stipe's committing to that kind of change, where he's trying to get. Above two sixty five, then yeah, he will. He'll need some time. That's the same thing with Jones. Jones didn't want to come in at two forty. See, I mean, he probably walks around even when he was at two hundred five. He was probably walking around at two thirty. 
that's not that big of a deal to get to 10 pounds. But if he's trying to come in and be on fight day to be 270, us, he got to get a lot bigger. In all honesty, I don't, I think it's much more simple than that. I, I honestly think that he just had another kid not too long ago or whatever. So he's probably enjoying that, being a firefighter. And being somebody that follows his social media, he hasn't really been posting himself in the gym very much, period. So I just think he was out of shape, in all honesty. And he just needs to get back into fighting shape. Because you don't go into a fight with John Jones out of shape. No, 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 no. no. You, you want an actual camp for that. Because he's at the end of his career. He needs this John Jones fight. And whether he wins or loses this tells him if he's ever going to have an actual title fight again or not. Or if this is for the title, I don't know. Probably going to be because... Uh, Probably an interim. Yeah, because I, I don't think the UFC and Francis are going to come to any agreement anytime soon. Think what if that, it's yeah. all hush-hush? Hush. Like, for us to know, it's like hush-hush. They're trying to create I mean, like, this whole narrative about... Him not being able to box Tyson Fury and blah blah blah, because you know that's a lot of money for the UFC if they they have a hand in it. True. I mean, is it though? Yeah, well, I mean, it's, because it's, it's some money, as opposed to zero dollars. Yes, it is some money because I was gonna say, um, they weren't. You know, during the buildup of the Conor McGregor fight, they were all about it with uh, Mayweather, but at the end of it, they didn't seem too happy with their takeaway. I think the, the issue they had with the, the um, Connor versus Floyd was that they lost Connor. Like, he was gone for a while. Right. They, have, they, they couldn't... If he comes back and he's just still competing, I think it's alright. It's just fun. But the fact yeah. that they lost him entirely... That might leave a little bit of sour grapes because they then like think about it, like if Francis is not a young guy, so if he gets that big box that big boxing payday and he has no interest in coming back and fighting in the UFC or for the UFC, they just lose a another big you know fighter. They lose another yeah. big draw. There's one good thing though. Francis is committed to these other matchups. He wants to have these other matchups. He wants to. So he says. I think. Um, I'm just saying, the money changes everything because Connor was committed to all these matchups too before the or after the for after the Mayweather fight, but then he got that payday. Now nothing's really important to him because his hunger was all about money. Then when he had all that money, that's why he doesn't care about all the fights anymore. Now it's all about just titles. Francis has made it very clear that he wants more than one boxing fight. You know, he wants the that one. He wants to be able to be a boxer and an MMA fighter. That's what he wants out of his contract. And are you really going to take a guy that fights once a year and go, hey, I'm going to let you split between boxing and UFC? Because then you're only going to get him as a fighter once every two years. You know, maybe... Maybe two fights in a row for two years? I don't know. I just don't think it's profitable in the long run for them to let him do that. So he wants to be like a professional boxer. 
not like the rule set that they're given for this Tyson Fury and Nogano fight that they're proposing with the four ounce gloves and stuff? I think the only reason why that they're proposing those type of rules is because they want the UFC to kind of agree to it. They want more appeal to it. And I think Tyson Fury just, he's that kind of crazy guy where he's like, oh yeah, I'll try any of this out. Because Tyson Fury even said that he'll fight him in the boxing ring and then he'll do an MMA fight with him. But it technically wouldn't be boxing if they're in a ring with the four-ounce gloves. It'd be like some, right? I don't even know what it'd be. Be like pride, you know. Exhibition. It should be an exhibition. I think be an exhibition fight. The reason, the reason why Fury is cool with those rules, because one, it'll put more control in his camp's um, favor. It'll be out of the boxing commission, so like all the money that he'll be able to generate and all the interest will be then placed on his promotion and not with um, specifically. Anything to do with boxing. And in addition to that, it's going to not change his legacy. That's like, the like part, Floyd, legacy. Kind of, like, yes. kind of the same way that Floyd, when he fought the uh, the little Japanese kid, um, the exhibition fight, it has nothing to do with his record. It doesn't matter. Win or lose or draw, it's just, a, it's just a payday. And just about. That's why I think Tyson Fury is agreeing to this. And I think that's also why... Um, Francis wants this as well. It won't matter. It would just be a money thing. Yeah. Tyson Fury still undefeated. He's still um, one of the greatest heavyweights of all time. And let that be that. The promos for that would be insane. Because you know the UFC promotes stuff. When they promote somebody, they promote them. Oh, yeah. Right. So I tell you you what, dog. If that fight goes down... It's gonna be fucking insanely big, and that's why I was saying I don't think it makes sense for the UFC to have no interest because if they, if Francis just decides to go, okay, look, I'm just fucking, I'm not gonna come back to the UFC, but me and Tyson Fury are gonna make this fight happen, and they make the fight happen, he's gonna make a good load of a good bit of money, and the UFC gets zero. So why 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 get zero when you can get a piece? Doesn't make sense from a business standpoint. Why lose a commodity that you can? make some money off of just because of pride. And I know Dana does have a lot of that, obviously. Money's, money talks. It, it's. I think it goes a little further than just pride for this one. I think in the end, when you let this happen, who's the next person to start demanding it? Who's the next person to start demanding, I want to fight Jake Paul? Who's the next person that wants to be a boxer also and have these exhibition fights? I mean... How many more fighters do you lose to this? And when you can hold a fighter from doing something, contract, because of his contract, that fight's not going to happen anytime soon. So basically what they're banking on is by the time Francis is out of the contract, it will be less interesting because Fury's going to take another boxing fight. So that's going to push that out even further. And people are going to lose interest in it because Francis isn't fighting in the UFC either. He's just kind of a nobody anymore. And you don't have to worry about Sean O'Malley going, hey, I want to go boxing now. You don't have to worry about um, Kamaru Usman going, hey, I'm going to go knock out Jake Paul. 
you know, because you made it clear you are not doing these exhibitions anymore. You tried it with Connor, it failed. Here you go. You gotta make a statement. They probably just don't want to agree to the demands that uh, Nagano's like agents pushing. You get what I'm saying? They they, they yeah. got meet on the middle somewhere. Cause I mean, he in gonna the long run, I agree title. with that. He gonna walk out with a title. Like he recovering from <laughs> his knee injury. By the time that's done with, he ready to go. Right, and then here's the thing though: if you're if you're if the UFC is worried about future fighters making some kind of uh, money grab play for boxing, they already set the precedent. They already they already bet on that rule. It's already been done. You can't go. I'm not going I'm never gonna do this, but then do it and then go like, oh well now I'm afraid for the future. No, no, you've already done it. The precedent's already been set. Like you already allow Connor to go box and then come back. And if you want to say Connor's special in that, so oh, oh well, it isn't you you can't play it any other way now. The only way you can play it now is to do those side events. I mean, you don't have to, obviously you can let the you can hey, let the fighter out of his contract. I it's know already, what it's it already is. been set. I know what it is, man. The UFC is not an equal opportunity employer. <laughs> They're subcontractors, so it doesn't even matter. Like, <laughs> yeah, you're right, you're right, you're right, you're right, you're right. No EOE here. <laughs> oh my god. No, uh, you know the the correct answer to all of this, in all honesty, and the best way to get this the show on the road and allow all of this to happen and the most profitable version of this that should happen is Dana should actually start Zufa boxing. He started promoting it. He was going to have his own thing. He didn't really like dealing with a lot of the boxers. That's what kind of stifled it a little bit. Plus COVID and everything. He had to focus on the UFC. But if Dana White starts Zufa boxing and has a boxing promotion, anytime these fighters want to cross over, all right, that's fine. But you're doing it under Zufa Boxing. And we're going to make money off you both ways. That way, if you have a fighter like Francis who wants to go back and forth between boxing and the UFC, cool. We're going to profit off every single one of your fights. Not just no one-off, not just this weird thing. I'm going to profit off everything, and you're going to do it under Zufa Promotions. What happened to that? I remember that was like something a few years ago. Did it go away? Um, it was basically, it started to go. He was dealing with a couple of the uh, boxers, but Dana White was never going to pay the boxers the amount of money they wanted. Yeah, he said so, it, was, it was ludicrous, the amount that. It was ludicrous. Paid. Right, so he was never going to pay the money that they wanted, so that kind of stifled it a little bit. And... Then COVID happened, and when COVID happened, he had to, like, all ahead on just focusing on how to save the UFC. He did the right so thing. So Zufa got thrown in the back. So, yeah, I understand why it kind of disappeared. But if they could get that promotion, they could deal with these things a lot easier. But either way, John Jones versus Stipe should be... A really good matchup. Just because. Do you think he'll be able to take down Stipe? If Cormier didn't take down Stipe? 
Short answer for me is yes. I think so too, because John Jones yeah. took down Stipe, or not Stipe, but uh, Cormier in their mm-hmm. first fight, I believe. Stipe right? took down Cormier. Which fight, the second or the third one? Uh, I want to say second. All I remember from the second one was he went to the body. He had him looking mm-hmm. like King Hippo. Oh no! It might have been the third one then, because he he was he was amazed at it. He he basically said the only reason why Stipe took me down is because I didn't expect him to. Oh. But. Okay. Okay. What about John Jones? Can John, <laughs> can, you think he can take down John Jones? No, no. I'll say for uh, Cormier. If I had a microphone, like, what about John Jones? How do you take <laughs> John Jones just knows how to do shit. I'd be the worst reporter. They'll fire me like day one. First hour on the job. You're out of here, Perez. Go, go. Just go. Don't come back. There's some... the, the thing about the MMA community or reporting anyways is MMA fighters, when it comes to certain questions like that, they just call you fucking stupid and retarded and then don't answer it anyways. I think it was uh, Luke Thomas that said that, um, excuse me, MMA fans don't want actual news. They want just the same old dumb shit about the fighters. They don't want actual news, and they will uh, hate you for asking the right questions. Yep, okay. So either way, Stipe versus John Jones should be a good matchup, depending on when it happens. The only reason why I say when is because if they wait too long and drag it out to like December, wait, I, yeah. I don't think it should wait that long. I mean, how long has John Jones took off already? A year and a half or so? Two years. Two years. Almost. Almost two years. So he's mm-hmm. he's I understand he's putting on this this weight and getting uh used to moving around that big. But what about Stipe? Like come on man. You know you want this fight. You were the the heavyweight that defended the title the most. John Jones is I mean besides him messing up, he he probably would have had the record, right? If he never mm-hmm. got in trouble or anything. Yeah. He'd be right there at the record. We probably would have seen Rumble versus John Jones at least. We would have seen it. Even though I think I think Rumble would still would have lost, but it would have been good to see something like that. Yeah, that was one of the fights that I wish that we would have got. Hey, we might have got another Anthony Smith rematch too with John Jones. Right, eventually, in, yeah. In that, in that matchup versus Stipe, we we can, talk, we can talk about that matchup a little bit. I don't really see the takedown being a necessity. No, you don't think so. You think he'll just keep him at range? Wait, does Man. John Jones have the range though? I think he has a four and a half inch reach advantage over Stipe. He got eighty four, right, John Jones? I think Stipe has seventy nine. If I'm not if I recall correctly. 
Look up Stipe. You look up John Jones. He's got 80. 80? But yes, four inch. Four, four and a half. Mm. Four inch. Four and a half, yeah. Hey, okay. This is a a question that probably a lot of people wonder. Because I, I always never, I never knew. I never knew. I always wondered it myself. When they go by reach, is it like split in half by your reach advantage? Or is that literally how much range you have from one, one side? So like say if somebody they, they, has a four inch reach advantage, is it two for each side or is it literally four? I think they just they just measure the total distance of your wingspan. Yeah, they, they measure your wingspan and call that the, the distance. So technically that would be two inches on each arm. Okay. That's that I always wondered that. If your arms are the same distance or length. <laughs> you know, you, your left arm three inches longer than your right arm. What's going on here? <laughs> I don't think it's the hands that's the issue, though. I think it's the, the his kicking game. Yeah, that's why I think Steepy is going to run into the most issues: the oblique kicks, the leg kicks, um, all the distance strikes. I think he's going to struggle with that pretty heavily. Given the fact that um, Jones is one really good at it, two. That heavyweight is gonna it's gonna it's gonna be a little bit more impactful. These guys these guys aren't as fast. They're not as nimble. They don't move as well. So they get hit by these. They're they're there to be hit more by these kind of strikes. Now it does take only one shot to knock someone out. Stipe has power, um, so he'll be able to if he gets in range, he can probably do some damage. But um, Fortunately, for Jones, he doesn't really struggle with that kind of. He doesn't struggle with boxers ever. Mm-hmm. But big power punches have never has never been an issue for him. He usually struggles with combination strikers and guys who are athletic. Stipe is none of those things. Stipe is athletic for a heavyweight. Stipe is moderately athletic for a big white dude. That's what I'm not, saying for a heavyweight. He is not, he's not, I wouldn't consider him, an, like, he's not a freak athlete. Like, when you think of a, when you use the word athletic, Yuri Pohashka, that's athletic. Well, that's what I think. I get that. That's athletic. why I said for a heavyweight. What okay, other heavyweight so, in the heavyweight division right now is more athletic than Stipe? Oh, Cyril Gon. Cyril's definitely more athletic. I would even say okay. Francis is more athletic. No, nah, I think Francis isn't very athletic, period. I think he's just explosive. What is athleticism? It's not explosion. It's not just explosion, though. Curtis Blades. It's, huh? it's a big component. Curtis Blades. Curtis Blades. I'll take Curtis Blades. I'll take that. Totally. You know. I mean, there's not many elite athletes at heavyweight, though. There's there's probably everybody's average. Tui Voss is an average athlete. Vlaski's an average athlete. They're just—they're good. They're great fighters, but they're average in, as as far as athleticism. When you look at athleticism, and you look at the NBA and the NFL, those are freak athletes. These guys are average. These guys are average at best. And even in this game, the guys who are outliers like Cyril Gunn and Jones and um, Francis, and even if you want to count Curtis Blades, I don't. But okay, he's slightly above average in my eyes. Um, they're not at all. On par with world class athletes, they're just world class for fighting. Because even um, I think fucking Tyson Fury is a better athlete than any of the guys we just mentioned. I agree. 
I do. So, I agree with that. That's what I'm saying. For the heavyweight Stipe, division Stipe we like, have right now, though, Stipe, Stipe is had, one of the most athletics in the heavyweight division we have right now. Bro, if we gave him a number, right? Let's say if 100 was peak athlete and zero was... I'm not saying he's potato. the greatest oh, athlete of all time. I'm saying not. he's one of the best athletes in the heavyweight division currently. Mark, I know you're a Stipe fan. I, I know this, bro. I'm not no, trying to shit on but, your boy. No, but I mean, who else in the... Are you going to tell me that two of us is more athletic than him? Are you going to tell me Fucking that... Fucking to me. No, they're both like... Uh, average, like above, two of us are slightly below average. If let's say 80 overall was average, right? Athleticism. I would say two of us would be like a 78. Deep would be like an 82. Like they're not... We're not talking about freak athletes here. We're talking about guys who are... not trying to say he's a freak athlete. That's what I mean. When, when you list... Uh, at, uh, attribute as a strength, it has to be above average. In, in that case, then like there's a reason why I put the caveat at heavyweight right no, now. Well, because well, that well, that is you, an actual caveat. Like, because what number would you give Cyril Gaon? Like overall athleticism, mm-hmm. I'd probably put him somewhere in like seventy. I don't think he's that athletic either overall. You but, put him at seventy, but you and so Steve is a better athlete then. I have Stipe at eighty two. No, I would put I would put Cyril Gaon as a better athlete over Stipe. Okay, but okay. I'm saying Stipe okay. is one of the better athletes in the heavyweight division because when you look at you know Curtis whole, Blades, I would put Stipe over Curtis Blades. Talking about the whole like cardio, the whole, cardio, cardio explosiveness, yeah, that, power, yeah. everything. Like an athletic person overall. So you need to put that all together. I'm not going to put two of Asa there. I'm not going to put uh, Naganu there because he struggles a lot in the cardio position. Since the first you know. fight, yeah, sure. The first fight he got out wrestled, but he still yeah. was there. Here's the thing: I'm not going to put Volkov there. I'm not going to put Rosenstruck. I'd put up there. Dawkins definitely not. Tybura, no. Hey, slow down, slow down, slow down, slow down. You say you, you're taking Rosenstruck's athleticism over Rosenstruck's a better athlete than Francis Naganu? I think right so. Yeah, I would take that. Really? Wow. Yeah, I would take that actually. Wow. I would say one thing because only, Francis, only thing he has is athleticism. He's like he doesn't have. He's not a technical striker. He just became a wrestler. That All he has is power. explosive power. That's it. That first word that you just used. Explosive. Explosive. Yes. It's very explosive, explosive power. Right. Because Derek Lewis has power, but he's not fucking explosive. He's not an athlete. He just he has power. You explode. But he's not you explosive. get hit though. <laughs> right. will explosion. If you get hit I, by, I didn't explosion. say Derek Lewis was an athlete <laughs> either. No, no athlete, bro. Not, that not no athlete. No. I'm just saying that he his he has power, not explosive power. Francis is an athlete, believe it or not. Like he, I think if I gave him a grade, even for heavyweight, let's just give them their own little situation here, not comparing to the rest of the athletes in the game. Just comparing the athletes at heavyweight, I would say Francis is somewhere in the nineties. As far as athleticism is concerned, we'll, pull up, like in, we'll pull up the stats on the video game and they'll tell us everything. Oh, yeah, yeah. I guarantee you <laughs> he has everything. a higher athleticism rating in the video game over anybody we mentioned at heavyweight. Except for the video maybe game gone. stats. Except for maybe gone. Dude, Stipe is probably like an 82 overall. Um, and then Curtis Blades is like an 81, 82, maybe 83. I mean, like he's not a, a great athlete to me or even exceptional. The only two other guys really is Gon and Francis. There's no real 
athletes in heavyweight. The only other one that's that's even considered to be remotely close is garbage and out of the game. And that was um, like Hardy, but he's a former pro uh, NFL All Pro. So of course he has a, a high needs level. a fucking inhaler to get through a fight. No, but what I'm saying is like when I measure athleticism, it's not because stamina well, and cardio. Wait, stamina and cardio are done by guys who are just cardio heads. Like you look at Kobe, he's he's a really good cardio athlete. Nick and Nate Diaz are both really good cardio athletes. They're not explosive. Like, yeah, that's what I'm saying. You can't just focus it on one position, though. Like, an overall athlete, to me, has all of that. And you can get that out of, like, somebody like Stipe. Uh, this is literally somebody's stacking the stats somewhere else. They put all their shit for Francis on explosive power. And they didn't put it really anywhere else. They're starting to, like, take some of that and put it on fucking cardio a little bit now. But explosive power or he just sits back and doesn't do anything for fucking ever. That's what Francis is. I'm just saying, at the at the end of the day, literally look at the heavyweight division and would you not put Stipe as one of the top athletes in that heavyweight division? I would not. But that's only because I don't believe he's a good athlete. A, a good athlete. I think he's above average at best. And, and, and that's just being generous. But above average in the heavyweight I, I think, division is a good athlete. <laughs> like no, no. Because, I mean, it's even for heavyweights, the, the, the only the only reason he would even be anywhere near the top is just because there's only a sample of two. There's only two guys that are even above average athletes, and that's Francis exactly and all I'm saying there. Right, I'm right. Saying there's I still, not a lot of competition in this. But as one of the biggest athletes, he is one of the bigger athletes in the heavyweight division. That's, that's why like, I said there has to be that caveat. Mark, Mark that, that's like saying he's. A I'm not going to say he's nearly athletic. There's nobody in the heavyweight division that I would compare to John <laughs> no, Jones' athleticism. That's what I'm saying. Like that's, that's what the, that's the equivalent of saying that. Like it doesn't make him an athlete just because he's a better than a better than the guys he's up against. That's the thing that are. y'all are mis- you're misunderstanding about me at all. That's why I said he's one of the more that. I said more athletic in the heavyweight division. I never said he was like some kind of freak athlete. The only freak athlete I ever think was in the actual heavyweight division is Brock Lesnar. That's a good example. But Brock, like, Brock's not. Brock is in the same boat to me as Francis. Mm-mm. As far as athleticism is concerned, being an athlete. Okay, I'll put it to you this way. Francis learned how to wrestle and was able to out-wrestle Stipe, who's been wrestling his, his whole life. Francis started wrestling on Tuesday. His athleticism and his freak ability helped him become better at it. Okay. He, 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 he adopted a skill set that he didn't have before and was able I, to implement that in a fight. I would argue that one, too. You don't get that without athleticism. You, can't, you have a guy who's an average athlete and you try to teach him technique, he's not going to be able to outdo a guy who's who has athleticism. That Let's be family. honest about Francis's actual wrestling, though. Let's be honest about it. Yes, he did out-wrestle... He did out-wrestle Stipe in that fight. But was it really out-wrestling in technique, or was it really just overpowering him and holding him down? I think it was both. Like, he did learn some technique, but... I don't think I would attribute that to athleticism did that. I think he just overpowered him and laid on him. This is something that we've demonized other fighters for. Oh, excuse me. Well, Stipe All got the, the time. Victory, Stipe got the victory over Francis by laying on him. Correct. Go, but Stipe. it's more impressive seeing Stipe lay on top of somebody as powerful as 
Francis than it is for a guy just to overpower and hold down. Can we agree on that? Oh, no. Really? He got his, his, no, because he, in that fight, in that first fight, they, um, Francis couldn't get up. Even though Stipe was able to dominate him with the grappling, take him down every single round, and keep him down every single round on the way to a unanimous victory, unanimous decision victory. On the flip side, when they fought the second time, Francis was able to hit a switch because he had because Stipe had him against the cage. He hit a switch, took Stipe's back, started hurting him with shots, and then took him down again or knocked him out in the second round. Um, but then you look at his wrestling against Don, he came in with shot knees and was able to just basically John Fitch him in a matter of a year. He learned how to do that in a matter of a year. That's what I thought that's was imp- impressive. That's impressive. With, that's with impressive. Gunn. Like, I was surprised that he was able to do that against Gunn. Yeah. Coming from I mean not having no wrestling to that. Zero. That's wrestling. what I'm saying. From having zero wrestling to that, that is still impressive. impressive. But I'm just saying, it's not It's not like he became a god at wrestling. That's I mean, but he went from zero to like 60. And his 60 was able to dominate a guy. He went from <laughs> zero to knowing how to do his, a power double. Right. His, his wrestling was zero in the first fight against Stipe. He couldn't t- stop a takedown to save his life. Um, and right. then the second, the second fight, not only was he able to stop the takedown, he was able to reverse the position. Like it's it's one thing to stuff a takedown, but it's another thing to completely turn it on its head, and you are now in an offensive position. That's a big leap. Hold on, hold on. what would you guys rather watch, Stipe versus Francis three, or John Jones versus Francis one? John Jones versus. Oh, Francis. Why, why do we have to choose? I want both. I want both too, but I don't think it's gonna happen. I, want both. I think Stipe, he's if he loses to John Jones, I think it's it's a wrap for him. It's a wrap for him. But so. if he wins, we'll get that one, and then we'll eventually get Francis versus John Jones. The the reason why I say it's a wrap for Stipe because even though Stipe could probably beat most of the people on the in the heavyweight division, even after that, I don't think he has the motivation for it. Stipe is another one of those that wants titles or nothing right now. Like, how old is he? Uh, he's getting close to 40, isn't he? He's up there. I want to say 39, 38, maybe. What I'm he saying, he's getting close already. to 40. I don't know. I'm getting another. 39. 39? Yeah. Well, given the fact that he's never even quit his job as a fireman, I don't think, I don't think he's too pressed about the wins and losses, especially given the fact that he's still going to be at the top of the division if he loses to Jones. He's fighting for an interim title. He'd be one or two fights out of the title again if he strings together some wins. And you, like you said, he has an edge over most of the division. The only guys I see giving him real issues is Curtis Blades. Obviously, Francis is already knocking the fuck out. Jones. That's it. I don't think he'll struggle against Cyril Gaon. I think I think it'll be a great matchup, but I don't. I don't think he'll particularly struggle. Yeah, but you also got to remember. I think it's more along the lines. I don't think it's really he's worried about his career or. That's why I think he wants titles or nothing, but he also feels like he's been disrespected over and over again by the UFC. Interesting. Like he got, they've I, they've had their problems over and over again too. That's an interesting thing about me about about him because he's gotten so many title shots. How is he being disrespected? Like he got the auto, the rematch with uh, Cormier after being knocked out. Cormier knocked him slap, slapped the fuck out. It wasn't. He immediate. had to sit out forever it, it too. It wasn't immediate. It wasn't immediate because he did fight. Um, Fought Curtis Blades, not Curtis Blades, but Derek, um, Lewis. Derek Lewis in in the middle of that. Did 
but he didn't fight another fighter. He didn't fight, have another fight to gain the title access. Well, what I mean by that is you literally have the greatest of all time heavyweight. You you lost. He lost his title to Daniel Cormier. Then, you know, Daniel Cormier basically runs from that fight saying, I will not fight Stipe again, and refused it, even though the UFC told him that they could do it again, they're going to rematch. And then Daniel Cormier ran from it, goes, hey, I can't because I'm injured and I need surgery, but then takes the Derek Lewis fight right after that. That was slighted right off the bat. And then, after he does the Derek Lewis fight, they do the rematch... And they were already betting on Daniel Cormier to win because they already set up the Brock Lesnar fight. Oh, I mean... So they slided him again. He still had... He didn't have to do anything to get another title fight, is my point. Well, he sat out. They, they wanted him right. to do more, but he sat out. Like, he literally had to say, fuck you, I'm not fighting anymore until I get this fight. Like, right, but, but where's his leverage other than the fact Fact that unless you're just going by legacy, because yeah, he does have the most uh, def- title defenses in heavyweight division history. But the heavyweight division doesn't have a long list of title defenses. What is his title defense record? Three, three. Yeah, three. What the fuck? Who cares? Like, you don't deserve. Well, considering shit. nobody could get past one. Fair enough, but I'm saying like it's what? not like he's done some amazing feat. He just, I mean, he has the. It'd be like one or two, edge. right? One or two. It was one. It was one before because everyone thought Kane had two, but they were separated. Kane defended it once, lost, and then defended it again. Stipe did three consecutive. Right, and then let's let's just if, if you're going to give him credit for that, you're only giving him credit credit for past accomplishments. He got knocked out in the, the title fight versus um, Daniel Cormier. He got knocked out. Whether or not Daniel Cormier wanted to fight that fight in a rematch again or not. They still fought twice after that, right? And they have two more fights. Yeah, but he had to fight for both of those. So fight well, after, he, after he won the belt back, it was... Yeah. Well, he, he won the belt back, true. and they gave it right away to Daniel Cormier. You know what? You know what I mean? They immediately go, Cormier hey, was gonna fight Brock. here's your next fight. That was, you remember Brock came in the, uh, the octagon mm-hmm. and did his little Shoved thing, mm-hmm. only to go back to WWE and F5 everybody? Shove me now, shove me now, yeah. get slept later. Yeah, I remember that. Um, <clears throat> but this is not, like listen, I said, I just don't believe Stipe had much leverage in there because he, because he, the way he lost, and he already wasn't a heavily marketable person anyway. Like, that's why for a UFC, they're like, look, we have this guy who's the dominant champion, but he's not moving any numbers. That's like, true. You think, you said John Jones don't move numbers, Stipe don't do shit. No, I mean, I agree with that. I'm uh, I'm not disagreeing with that. That's why I didn't even bring up the fact that the other reason why he felt slighted was when he defended his title against um, Overeem, Overeem got paid way more money than he did, and he was champ. Mm-hmm. Overeem's a star. He, he always has been. Like, I think Stipe was only getting paid, like, 450 and Overeem got paid six, 600000 plus pay-per-view points for both of them. So he he was kind of pissed about that too, you know. He's like, how how does the champ get so underpaid versus the challenger? So he got like a contract thing. Like, if you become champion, do you get paid more? You know, it does. It, yeah. it is there. There are championship clauses in there. If you become champion, your pay increases to so and so. 
but it also depends on what contract you agreed to. So this is Charles Oliveira got screwed because he him not making him not making weight, quote unquote, that point five cost him championship money because mm-hmm. the moment he made the walk, he had to vacate title. The cost of championship money for that bout versus Justin Gaethje and the next bout he'll have versus whoever because he won't be champion walking out to the cage. Plus thirty percent had to go to Gaethje for missing weight. So he got fucked. Yeah. Like as far as money's concerned. Yeah. That's a whole different podcast for that one. All the conspiracy yeah. theories on that one. <laughs> well, I mean, why not do it now? We ain't got shit else to talk about. There's no good fights that come up. It's coming up right now. I mean What are you talking about? The whole Holly Holm card, you know, you know Holly Holmes on that card. Uh, <laughs> Holly Holm was five years ago, dog. See more than five years ago. She gone, cuz. Who is she, who is she, who is she fighting? Let me, let me browse over it real quick. Uh, Caitlin um, Vieira? Yeah. yeah. The women's bantamweight division. That division dude. needs some new life. And that division is stale as fuck. Holly Holm be stopping all the new life from getting past her. No disrespect to the preacher's daughter, but look, man, I'd rather talk about the fucking thing on the scale in her fight with Caitlin. So good luck. Hope it's a good, good, good fight. And yeah, th- these fights are like if you're a fan of the sport, please watch it. Oh, for if sure. If you're yeah. uh, casual, you probably won't have a good time. The the co-main event on that card is much more interesting in my. Yes, it is. That's probably the only. Well, I'm not going to say that because you know these guys are trying to make a name for themselves. Make a so. But if you want to see a good fight, Ponzinibbio versus um, Michelle Pereira is actually a good fight that should be fireworks it starts early too so that's a good thing comes on at 7 p.m main card i like it prelims are all right too though i mean actually if you're not if you're a casual don't watch the prelims no it's good it's good and look you the just because there's no star power aim wise doesn't mean those guys aren't all those guys and gals don't come out there and put on the show they're gonna put on the show but if you're a casual, I don't know if it's for you. This one, I don't yeah. know. I don't know. You only get those experience points one way, dog. When you go for, like, the last casual. fight card or whatever, some of the people that nobody knows who the hell they are put on the best shows the last one because they all, they all want it. It's facts. They want it. Andre Petrovsky. Keep yes. that dude's name in your mind. He's doing something. Middleweight division. Up and coming. Ultimate Fighter did, alumni. Did um a question? Did Kamaru versus Leon Edwards get announced? I seen something for uh, August actually. Where? The internet. You where? Know no, 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 no. Where is this fight <laughs> taking place? What what state? Uh, uh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Let me see. But I know on the internet I saw something of it. I saw it on the internet. I I could tell uh, Little Eddie Bravo if he's seen something, he'll he'll dig it up real quick. Mm. But but either way, I hope that fight finally was. It's all on Kamaru, right? Because his hand, he had to get hand surgery or Mm -hmm. something. Yeah. Yes. Is he gonna be like the first champion to like? 
Lapis Division? No. No? Didn't Demetrius do that? Did he have like, well, he fought, how many times did he fight somebody twice? Is what I'm asking. Uh, he fought Pickett twice. <clears throat> On his um, title reign? Well, the first time wasn't his title reign that he fought him, but he had a rematch with him. Okay. But he had uh, him, Joseph Benavidez, Henry Cejudo, um, who else? Can't remember if Tim Elliott was twice or not, but yeah, I think those were the main ones. I mean, him and uh, Israel are like fighting dudes twice in their division, which is crazy. You know what I'm saying? That was my that was my mention. I was gonna say uh, Israel's yeah. close, lapping the division. Is Rob twice? Vittori twice? Now he's um he got he's got schedule versus Cannoneer. After Cannoneer, I think that will be the, that will be it. He, he will have lapped the division. Uh, you still got Sean Strickland out there, pending uh, uh not, a cont- not a contender though. Pending on his uh fight with uh Pereira. Pereira, yeah, it might be a bro. I think he might get knocked the fuck out. Who? Pereira, I think Pereira's destined to fight Izzy again and, and to at UFC. He's been bodying everybody, bro. Not his last fight. His last fight was kind of not what you expect. How did he earn the victory? He earned the victory. He did enough. He did enough. It was a close fight. There was, was a lot of grappling involved. It, it was Natural. one of those. It was one of those that, like, okay, Tastics. I'll give you the nod. You got the test fight. I feel like see it, how it was a good test play. fight. But it nothing in that fight said that you deserve to be, you know, in there with Izzy, and Izzy's not gonna just walk you. Well, Izzy's not grappling him. Oh no 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 no! I think and that's neither gonna be a Sha- chess matchup. Neither is Sean Strickland. Strickland's a volume striker. Yeah. Grappler. So I don't think he's gonna, ha- gonna have to worry about those things in that's any July of the second, right? I, th- I believe so. Let me see. Let me check. Which one? The um, the Strickland versus Pereira. Pereira, yeah. yeah. Which card is it on? You know, it's, it's July second, I believe it is. July fourth, you mean, right? Second, July fourth is a Monday. July second is a Saturday. Okay. Yeah, it's the same one as Izzy Cannonier. Okay. You mean okay. Holloway Volkanovski three? Oh yeah. yeah. Well, yes, all 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 the above. Yes, that card yes. is is stacked, and I have to work. Wow. And Pedro Mo- or Sean O'Malley actually trying to get in the top ten. He called wow. that boy uh, wow. prelim Pedro. Wow. Oh, look at this card! It's I mean, fucking loaded. I know. At the I bottom, know. Robbie Lawler versus Brian Barberina is the opener. I know. I know. I got work. Hurts my feelings. And I got to work at night at that. There's a lot of good fights on there. Why are they treating you like this? Yeah. He requested it. No, I'm gonna tell you I'm gonna tell you why. Because you allow them to. Um fuck, man. This is 
Okay, so let's let's say for instance, right? Herrera comes in, knocks Sean Strickland out. Does he automatically get a title shot? Bro, if he mollywops fucking Sean Strickland, yes. he's getting a fucking title shot just because of history. He's gonna leapfrog whomever believes they have a shot at him. Paulo, who's he fighting? Is he fighting Rockhold? Is that? Confirmed? I thought Co- no. I thought Costa was getting. It's not fully confirmed, but yes, it's supposed to happen. That's does that? I thought Costa was supposed to go to two or two or five. Man, speaking of this dude, bro, he got some issues. Like, what the is he do to this man? Vitor just him. made it worse. I think you know what I'm saying. I think I think that fight. No, no, he, I, it was the I bottle he, of wine. Bro, I, I think he underestimated. That was some fucking wine. I want that bottle of wine. I think he completely underestimated Izzy and then got embarrassed. Yeah, his feelings and ego was super hurt. Well, the uh, Italian did him in too. That well, was a that much was more after. competitive fight. That was a much more competitive yeah. fight though, because Costa did look good at points in that fight. It was, but I'm just saying, like, what kind of wine was he drinking, bro? Good shit. The good, good shit, apparently. Brazilian acai wine. Yo, that shit made him uh, shave his whole head off and get new hair. Like, like surgically. <laughs> like, yo. Like, come on, man. What kind of wine <laughs> is he drinking? What kind of wine is that? I want some. Uh, all I'm going to say is it's no coincidence that they put that... Alex Pereira fight on the same card as Izzy title defense. That's the December fight, the end of the year. Either fight. one of Tell yeah, me. either one of those guys have a legit claim to the title shot next. John Strickland and yeah. Oh yeah, because right, exactly, exactly. Right, you so know, it makes sense. Exactly. Everyone else is like not there yet. They've either lost or not there. Well, Cannoneer's getting his shot, right? Right. Mm-hmm. The only way all this gets skewed and everything changes if Cannoneer wins. He's got a shot at winning. He does have a shot at winning. You he can't say he doesn't. Change. I mean, he it doesn't change chance. anything. He's athletic as shit. That gives him, he gives, he gives him a shot. He can, he can hurt him and put him away, but I say Izzy wins nine times out of ten. Yeah, I agree. But then you have the Strickland-Pereira fight and the winner of that is probably going to be the end of the year. Like, like I'm assuming December, December. When's uh, what day does like uh, New Year's Eve fall on? Please well, don't be no. uh Saturday. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, let me pull it up real quick. Please don't be a Saturday. Please be like a Monday or something, and then. The couple days before, we could get the end of the year card like we usually do. It's a Sunday. Then... Sunday? It's a Sunday. New Year's Eve is Saturday. Yeah, New Year's Day is New Sunday. Year's Day is Sunday. Oh, boy. I don't know if they'll do uh, a December 31st fight. You never know. They have, right? Or December yeah. 30th or something. They started earlier than usual. That would be nice. I mean, I don't see why not. Because they can't do it the week before, right? Oh! Because, what? I just found another heavyweight athlete. I would say it's definitely above any of the other athletes we already mentioned. Tom Aspinall. He's a much better athlete than... 
agree with that. I would say he's a better athlete than Stipe. Uh, Blade. Him and Blades are probably like close, but I think he's a better athlete overall. Frank Mir Jr. Frank Mir Jr. Yeah. I think he's I'll take that. There's, there's another athlete. There you go. So, look, see, I'm not biased toward white guys. Okay. Maybe we'll get like uh, middle of December before Christmas type of fight <laughs> with Izzy and the winner of Strickland and Pereira. You know what I'm saying? Headliner. Yeah. Unless Cannoneer wins, then they're going to have the rematch. Or he's the co-main event and Francis is fighting the winner out of John Jones and Stipe. Is Francis going to be ready by then? That's the thing. We don't know. I, when I'm not going to lie. I don't see Francis actually fighting in the UFC again. When did he have surgery? That's the question. Was it in February? Mid-February? Or was it early March? And it, take about, it takes about six to seven months. Because he fought so. Serial in January, correct? Okay. And then, you know, he had to get his surgery in after that. So, sometime after that. And I know he didn't prolong it to, like, April or something. I know it had to be between February and March. He's already working out. He's already working out. He's already working out now. So, his recovery is there. Like, he's on the road to recovery now. Takes roughly, depending on how good your surgeon is. I know for... Major sports athletes, they their recovery is somewhere between six to seven months. And then from there, it's a matter of getting back into whatever sport shape you're in, but your your mm-hmm. legs recovered. So for so if he did it in February, he should be fine by the time um, that fight's over and they announce another one. We at least have a camp and be ready to go. Fair. If he had the surgery in February, he should be well within the uh, the, the point of getting to the recovery point now. Because it's usually six months is the whole timeline. Six to seven months. It depends on a lot of things, obviously. The severity of the injury, the capability of the doctor. What was it? And the, the and, the abil- and the ability to recover by the athlete. It was just an ACL. Right? Like, their, like their age. Yeah. Um, I think it was. It yeah. was ACL. Not both? Not MCL and ACL. I don't know, but he was he was able to perform on it. It didn't. It wasn't like it didn't give out in the fight. Like you saw, Rackage just knee just gave out in the middle of the fight. That's a different thing. Well, that thing completely detached. I think his was more of a tear. Right. Different thing. A different timetable. Because you see that happen all all the time in pro sports. An example was like remember when Teddy Bridgewater got hurt. Um, in training camp, it took him like two years before he was back on, like back playing. It took like a long, a long time. Because his knee like completely ripped off the bone, um, but not in contact. The same as um, not Prohashka, but um, Alexander Rakic. Then like you'll see a guy get injured, like they tear their knee in the game, and then they'll. But it, they'll go back to, with, with contact, and then they'll go come back the next year, and they'll be just fine. But Something you also got to remember that means a lot. It, it also depends on how the John Jones Stipe fight and when that happens. 
Because if that happens late September, like we're thinking, late September when we're thinking, for a heavyweight turning around by December is really fucking quick. For a heavyweight. John Jones would do it. John Jones would do it. I guarantee you John Jones, if he doesn't get injured in the fight. I was going to say, it depends on injury and if it's a quick one. If it's a quick fight where where there's no injury, yeah, it'll be, Jones could definitely go again. Yeah. In December. I think John Jones would. That's what I'm hoping. Steve is never that active. Steve is never that active. Even even with it, without injury. He hasn't been active in a long time. I don't think he's ever been very active. He's a full-time firefighter still. So he used to fight twice a year before he was champ. He used to fight a, around twice a year, I think, like earlier on when he was still wearing the Croatian shorts. But ever since then, I don't think he really has been. But that's how all heavyweights really are. There's not very many active heavyweights. Not a th- deep enough pool to be active, really, even if you wanted to be. Well, even right. with a light heavyweight, they don't have that that many active light heavyweights either. No. I don't think that the, I don't think they like in those once you get to middleweight you're not fighting four times a year. I mean the they, most active he, middleweight to me is uh, Smiling Sam. Yes. Oh that boy be popping up on like whatever card you could think of and you're just like oh I didn't know who he was fighting. You're like he was fighting again? He's yeah, fighting again. What that's the, the most the, active middleweight that I could think of. Well, the reason why Sam LV hasn't been cut is I think whenever the UFC calls him, he says yes before he even knows any information. They'll be like, mm-hmm. you're, you're fighting? He'll be like, yes. And they'll be like, okay, whatever. And they, just, they, they don't even that's, – that's the only reason he's still in the UFC. Because there's been so many fighters that got cut and are, that are no longer on the UFC active roster. Is he on the roster, though? Alvi, Sam, Alvi, yeah, he is. Yes, oh. yeah. I don't know, bro. He but lost he like a lot of fights in a row. But he's you, he's the he's yes auto- man that all he, he always says yes. He doesn't care who who it's against, and he'll fight as many times as he can. And they're always exciting fights, whether they're competitive or not, is a different story. Like, everyone knows he's not going to be champion. Everyone knows he's just going to be that name to fight. But he's entertaining to watch. Okay. Speaking of that, somebody that we know that's not going to be champion, American Cowboy. His fight got pushed back to next month sometime. June 18th, Mm -hmm. I believe. Is this the end? Does the Cowboy ride off in the sunset? It was supposed to be his last fight. Yep, and I think it's supposed to be Joe Luzon's last fight. I don't and I think know they... about him. He he's like wishy washy about whether or not it's his last one. So is Cowboy. I think Cowboy will fight until the day he dies in that ring. Yeah, I want to say that you don't retire from what you love. Like if if he's the game will get rid of him when it's ready. Yeah. Yeah. So and... I'm, I'm not even. Yeah, I don't think I don't really. As long as he wants to, he has a shot. He'll he'll fight. If UFC cuts him, he'll just go to Bellator. I don't, I don't think it. I, I, I like him in bare knuckle, honestly. Yeah. I don't think he does either of those. I think if the UFC cuts him, I think it will be the end of him. Because I don't think he wants to fight for another promotion. You think this is it? Yeah, I think I think he's one of those that 
if he's not in the UFC, he he ain't gonna do it anymore. You know what? Speaking of that, makes sense. Retirement type. Uh, since we're on the subject of retirement and the subject of fighters in their last fight, what in the world we're we gonna do with Nathan Diaz? Who does who's his next matchup? Is it his, is is it his last fight? I think well, it is his, his last, last fight. fight in the UFC. I think that's it for him. Yeah, I think. I mean, gone. it's his last fight on his contract, and I don't think he renews it. I think he's gone after that, so he could yeah chase other endeavors. Honestly, you like how it works. You want who do you want to see him matched up with in the last fight? Anybody? Well, well according to the the leak and the war room of the UFC, is Hamzat. So. Shit, if he fights Hamzat, if he somehow does anything to this dude and Hamzat doesn't run through him, wow. If he does the same thing he did against Leon Edwards and loses majority of the fight and then the last minute, however long it was, stuns him, points at him, and laughs at him, is he, Hamzat going to take a little hit on the stock? You know what I'm saying? The stock gonna go down by like three, four percent. If that happens. Or he could fight Gilbert Burns, or he could fight Dustin Poirier, or he could fight Chandler. He's got some options, honestly. Yeah. There's always McGregor again, which I think is the one that they keep trying to wait for, but he keeps trying to push to get a fight. That's what I was gonna say next. Connor. He could always do the trilogy with Connor and call it a day. Big payday. Fuck it. I, I'd love to see him versus Tony Ferguson. Um, yes. They're, they're, there's nothing but options for Nathan Diaz. Nathaniel has all the options. He does. Which one is the most likely? Uh, Connor or Poirier. In my head. But for some reason, they cannot get... Even though both want the fight, they cannot get the fight done for between uh, Nathan and Poirier. If it's not Nate versus Hamzat, I definitely want to see um, Nate versus McGregor three. Um, I think it's a a good fight, comeback fight for um, McGregor, given that he's been out for so long. But um, also, I think it's like a good matchup for both guys. I say Edge Diaz for sure. I mean, he has a cardio edge, <clears throat> and the fight goes the distance. Uh, and if it's a five-round fight, I'd give the a huge edge to um, Nate. I don't think he's. I don't think he does that bad in a five-round fight versus Hamza either. Hamza faded heavily versus Gill. Well, well, Gill took it to him though that second round. Yeah, it's very true. It's very true. But Gil I don't know if that was Hamza. Uh, just a big lightweight. Yeah. So is so is Nate. He's a big lightweight too. I think he he's put on enough weight now to where he's a true welterweight. Yeah, I think so. Not muscle wise, but just like weight wise, where he's not mm. draining himself to make one seventy. Right. Yeah. I mean, maybe I guess I, I don't really see because like when I think of Bahamzat's a middleweight, cutting down to one seventy. He's a big. He's a big one seventy. Yes. He would be a small middleweight though. He'd be he'd be average size middleweight. I mean, he'd be yeah okay average is fair because if you look at the middleweight division, 
they're all the big boys except for Whitaker and um, Alvin. Everyone else is pretty big. They're all coming from closer to two hundred. They're closer to two hundred five size. All, like like I don't Natural even know how natural two hundred five. Right. Like, they're all bigger guys. Like I mean Brunson. Um, Brunson's pretty big, pretty big guy. I say um, Cannoneer and Brunson. And there, maybe Vittori. Cannoneer was a heavyweight. Cannoneer was a heavyweight. Yeah, his his weight's yeah. all over the place. Yeah, Costa is a two hundred five er. Right, real. Let's be real. Strictly, Cannonier, he's probably average. He's he's average, average, average. He's a middleweight. Yeah, yeah he's, he's a middleweight. He's a, he's a true yeah. middleweight. A middleweight, yeah. And um, Vittori is a little bit on the bigger side. Closer to two hundred five, he is to eighty five. So yeah, I think I think Hamza in in middleweight would be an average middleweight, like a, a standard middleweight. But he's a really big two one seventy, the same as Kamaru. I mean, he's a big one seventy as well. So um, that's what I'm thinking of. When I think of like big one seventies or whatever, I, I guess Nate would be an average one seventy. Or a, a standard, if that. Have you I don't seen know if Connor he's... though right now? I don't know what weight class he's gonna be in. Weight he... classes were actually contested by natural weight. Diaz would be a one seventy year. Yeah. Connor, right that's now, that's how I look at it. I don't think he's really cutting anything. I don't think he's really trying very hard or whatever. But he's just a natural one seventy year. I wouldn't pretty mind sure seeing he... the BMF title uh, rematch either, though. Pretty sure that um, Nate stays in shape pretty much all year long, though. I mean, not eating. Honestly, I don't know if that that BMF title is ever going to be defended or you. No, it's never supposed again. to be. The only so it's never way supposed to be. it happens is if either Connor fights Masvidal or we get a rematch with Nate Diaz. In Masvidal. That's the only way I see that. The, the BMF title literally on it says one of one. It was never supposed to be defended, whatever. It was just a ridiculous thing where Dana White was just like, you know what? I'll buy into it. I'll make a belt for this. Like, that's all it was. But it does open up to that rematch, especially the way that it ended with the doctor stoppage and Masvidal's fall from grace. I mean, his fall from grace wasn't really bad. He lost twice to the champ and then to his old roommate, Bestie. But what messed him up was the whole doing in the streets and and whatnot. But, I mean. That only helps promote that fight. I, I don't promote violence on that level, but it is what it is. Can't say certain things without repercussions. They're both just, wrong. Two wrongs. Over I just think right. it made him. I, I think it just made him look bad. In all honesty, you had all the time in the world to do whatever you wanted to him and get paid for it, and you couldn't do shit. Yo, you so you the picture of his tooth. Yeah, Kobe's tooth though. <laughs> I ain't saying shit. And I think it would have been something no different if it was like a barroom fight like BJ Penn had. <laughs> oh, where but, they're tossing chairs and shit and cups? Yeah. But in this situation, it was literally like 
you fucking put a mask and your hood up and tried to sneak up on a motherfucker. Like, you look bad in that situation. You might as well have shanked him at that point. I don't know. It's not like he hasn't done it before. I mean, right. So, to me, it's standard. It's normal Jorge Masvidal. So, I don't see anything. Um, I don't see it's like this is. He snuck in. He ran up to him. I wonder what's going to be the consequence. It was like he snuck up, crept up behind him and quietly snuck there like a ninja and then punched him and then quietly crept away. If you just watch the video, he ran up to him. If you see somebody running towards you, I'm pretty sure he's not coming there to give you a Snickers bar. So, you're a fighter. I don't know. I just don't... I don't see anything. I wonder what the consequence is going to be, though. Nothing. Well, for Masvidal, it's, it's going to hurt him for sure. He's probably going to face at least, at, at minimum, some fines. Probation, maybe. Yeah. Um, I thought that was already, like, resolved, and he just got out. Like, he already set bail. He's already out. I thought the they already did, like, the hearing or whatever, and he just, it's like a restraining order and fines. I'm not yeah, sure. I, I don't, yeah, I see, I know he's going to get at minimum fined. That's the yeah. bare minimum. But, but here's the thing, like, Kobe pressed charges, so um, it could be some at least civil action. Well, that's what I mean. I think they already had the, the hearing, and I think it was just fines and a restraining order. Interesting. Like, he's he's not allowed to be around Kobe. Okay. Without legal repercussion. Mm. Interesting. Um... Yeah, I really, as far as, since we mentioned Masvidal, um, I think a good fight, since we we couldn't get, we're not, no, we couldn't get because it hasn't been booked yet or has not been booked yet. We all wanted the the uh, Connor versus DS3, right? But if that doesn't happen, here's another good one for Diaz. How about Diaz versus, I mean, I know you said this earlier, but I think this makes the most sense for both guys. And how about Diaz Ferguson? That You make that fight happen, put that 170, and then do Connor versus Masvidal on the rebound on Connor's coming, uh, next fight. I don't think Connor has interest in that one, though. You know, there's yeah. always got to be something for Connor in all his fights. I don't he, see he has any interest in that. I think it's the same as him fighting Cowboy. I got a question, though. Has either one of them really, like, shot at each other and, like, sent any, like, sneak disses or thrown some jabs at one another, like, internet, you know, social uh, Mas- media, Mas- in the in the cage or anything? Have they done anything like that? Osvaldo has been on record saying that, uh, Connor, I will fuck that little dude up. Did Connor respond? No clue. No, probably not. It's probably nothing that, uh... too heavy with it. You get what I'm saying? But I, f- I feel those two. That's a, that's that's a crazy main event. I like it. Yeah, I don't see a matchup that Connor can come back to that makes sense. Besides that, none of the matchups have to make sense for though. I can see him well, versus Diaz. They're both I mean, coming as far off as... a loss, blah, blah, blah. Right. Finish their business. 
I mean, as far as like Connor coming back to a favorable matchup, the last time he came back was when he fought Cowboy, and that was a favorable matchup. I don't see any more favorable matchups that are of anybody of note. Like but, if you, if, unless he, unless it's um, the only other favorable matchup I can see him having, if you want to call it that, would be uh, Ferguson, Connor. Like who else that could he come back against, and then he'd be a favorite. Tony's gonna right love that fight too if he gets it. Yes, McNuggets. McNuggets. Oh my god! But I think I think he shot that one down too, though. Who's that? Who did? Because Connor started talking shit about uh, Ferguson after Ferguson got kicked in the face. Ferguson, Ferguson definitely wants it. He definitely want will take that fight. Um, and yeah, Ferguson would, yeah. yeah. And but the thing is, for Connor, there are no tune up fights at this level. There's that's the closest thing you can get to a tune up fight. Connor I mean, doesn't want a tune up fight. Connor wants Kamaru Usman or Charlie Olives. No, look, <laughs> you can say what you he can say what he wants. There's no fucking way he's getting in the ring with Kamaru Usman. Dude, there's a, a the Rose row in front of him. This, he said the exact same thing about. But Woodley. you gotta remember, it's Connor. He said the same thing about Woodley, and that fight never got sniffed. Woodley is nowhere near what Kamaru is. Kamaru would beat the living fuck out of Connor. Hey, but he, there's no way he signs the deal. There's no way Connor would ever sign that deal. In fact, I'll put you this way. If Connor were to ever sign that fight, or retire from watching mixed martial arts. Look at it this way. Right now, we don't have a lightweight champ. So Connor fighting for a vacant title isn't out of the ordinary against Charlie happen. Olives. It could happen. It could you know happen. What? That could happen. Charlie Olives could happen. That it could, could happen, happen because Islam hasn't fought nobody in the top five. That's his only knock on him, really. In my opinion. Fair knock. Yeah. I, I really don't I don't see um Reason why that couldn't happen because and Connor it's not going to happen line. against RDA because uh, RDA and uh, Fazeev just got pushed back to June, I believe. June or mm-hmm. July. The Fizayevs. Yep. So Rafael's. Unless they're planning to just like throw Islam in there, I don't know what's going to happen. I unless think Islam, Islam is supposed Canada. to fight. No, it's supposed to be Islam versus Dariush again. Dariush mm-hmm. is injured. And I, that injury is like, I guess, prolonging movement for that. So got it. It's 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 up to the UFC, really. I wouldn't then mind yeah. seeing Connor versus Michael Chandler, honestly. I wouldn't hate that. Like it? No, I like that because that I boy like gonna that go forward. He gonna go forward. Ooh, so I like I like that a lot, actually. Now, now I think about it, matchup wise, or even yeah, just Gaethje, shit. I like. I like. He, I like he never that. signs that fight. I, I don't think he ever signs that fight either. Who Gaethje? Oh, no, I don't. think Connor ever signs that fight against Gaethje. Fight. Gaethje would sign that right off the bat. Oh. Gaethje will. Gaethje signs. Gaethje's like on and on. He got Connor would stamp fucking mm-hmm. signing. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right. Connor has a better chance of signing a fight against fucking Usman. He don't want in a fucking Gaethje. No, he ain't signing a fight with Gaethje. Never. If that ever happens, I'm, well, I'll be fucking amazed. I'll be impressed and interested, but I, don't, I doubt it. 
Cause I don't see him leapfrogging the whole thing because it wouldn't make no sense. But it is the UFC. We are in the entertainment era. But I don't see him leapfrogging Poirier because Poirier just beat him even though it was a uh, TKO referee stoppage type of thing. So he's still got unfinished business with Poirier. Technically, it's one and one. Technically. Am I right? Well, you know what? Well, you know what? I mean, they could run it back. Exactly. They could. Poirier, Poirier doesn't have a fight either. That hot sauce is better than that whiskey. <laughs> I'll actually agree with that because that whiskey ain't that good. Hot sauce that whiskey is pretty, pretty solid. And they got the hot, hot one too. I ain't tried that one yet, though. It's a push. But either way, I think Gaethje against Connor, if he really wants that title belt, title belt. If he really wants to shot at the title, fight Gaethje. Even Chandler. Chandler's or, a good one. Or Makachev against Chandler. I'd rather I- see the Connor Chandler. See if Connor can be the Bellator beater. I like Connor Chandler. I'm in, I'm in for that one. I, think and I like Chandler. Chandler's odds in that Chandler or in that fight too. Because I hate Mark. to put a I do too. You shout like on the the sidewalk or something, and not letting him get no nothing. But he should be back soon, right? Whatever the injury is, it must be serious. I don't think it's uh, they got inhibited. <clears throat> Um, I mean, it just happened. So it's not like he's had a year off. Yeah, but it it just sucks for Darius because every time he finds momentum, something happens to where he's like, he just gets kicked to the curb all the fucking time and it kind of sucks for him. And it it would be the same in this situation. Like, I would love to see Conor McGregor versus Darius also, but... I don't think Connor ever signs that fight, not because he doesn't think he can beat Darius, but because Darius just isn't a good enough name. Darius is solid, though. I agree. He's a very and I think that's a good one. matchup. To be honest, I think that would be a solid fight. Like the matchmakers was dead on when they chose that one. I I, I just wish it would have happened. Hmm. But in my opinion right now, lightweight division is, man, everybody's chasing Charles, honestly. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, you could say what you want about Islam, blah, blah, blah. He hasn't got a shot yet. But bro, who does he beat? Who does he beat? Islam? Yeah, exactly. Who does he beat? He just, he just is beating everybody else. He hasn't beat Bobby nobody Green. in the top five. You know what's crazy about that? Look at look at um, at Chandler's win list. He beat a winless Hooker and a winless Ferguson. Yeah, but at least those are like top flight. He put up good named. matchups against the people he lost to, though. Was he two and two yeah. right now? Right. Yeah, two he's two and two. two. Two and two. Coming from the B leagues. Wait, hold on. His only good performance was against Gagey. Not that was it. Yeah, he didn't knock down. He, I mean, that was a great no, no, no. performance against Dan Hooker. He beat Hooker. 
I know. No, no, those are two losses. His losses. His, his oh, losses his losses. Wins. Oh, he beat his the brakes off Charles Oliveira in the first round. Not yeah. What's he yeah. brakes off? He didn't knock him down. Knock him down. He did. Like he, he knocked uh, him down. First round was all Chandler. Out. He got squeezed out. That was a 10-8 round, bro. That was squeezed him out. That was 10-8. That was 10-8. I mean, it was it was that was an, a very impressive two-round fight. Obviously, so it was very good until he got caught slipping. Charlie said, hold up, player. Mm-mm. Not Squeeze today. Not today. He's his ass. He choked him out or he knocked him out? Choke. Knocked him down. He knocked him he down. He knocked him down to the choke. Yeah. Squeezed him out. Yep. That's how he, that's how he does it. That's, that's, that's all the was special. Knock him down, squeeze him out. Ain't it crazy how, like, this dude went from being like, oh, yeah, you're good, but you always lose here and there, but you're good, right? To being this champion that's just. Yeah, you look at his record, you never think that's going to be champ. Like, same shit. Like, oh, you're good, you get knocked down, but you don't lose. You come back and choke everybody out. It's crazy. It's crazy how it is. Crazy sport, bro. I mean, it's, it, he literally went from the guy that everyone's talking about quitting and can't make it over the hump to now people are arguing that his resume is better than Habib's. I think it is already. I don't disagree. You just agree then, right? You yeah. don't disagree. You just agree. I agree. I don't disagree. That crazy makes my brain melt. I, I, but here's I love it. That. <laughs> I don't disagree. I'm like, ah. I, re- I really would have loved to see uh, a fight cause... like four more fights, honestly, before he retired. Habib, I wish he would have fought like Great. four more fights, four more important fights just to prove he was the man. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I'm not saying that, like, bro, his, his skill set was amazing. He did what he had to do. Mm-hmm. He took people out of there really quickly. Not necessarily, not quickly. He most of his fights were decisions, but that's fine. I'm talking about once he got the title. Okay, no. He, well, here's the thing about Habib. One of the most dominant champions ever, as far as um, he didn't lose very many rounds. He didn't take a whole lot of damage. He dominated in that aspect. Obviously, one of the best examples of wrestling we've seen in the UFC. However, resume wise. Bottom tier, because right. he only got like three title three title defenses. He, he only Connor. got like three notable names, in my opinion. But as, as far as title, title he, defenses, first of all, fuck it. Let's just be real. He won the title Al Quinta, cause so he won the, his method of getting the title was fighting a guy that's not in the top ten. And he got then he has he was uh, number eleven. A, fair enough, right? Not in the top 10 still. Is, yeah, that's what I'm applicable. saying. He was number 11. You're right. You're right. He was number 11, I believe, at that, that point. No, I'm right. just letting everybody know. He was number 11. But he's number one realtor. Uh, of course. He'll get you a house. And he's number one in the hearts of Long Islanders, all right? That's yes. still my boy. That's, that's still Chris my Wyman. boy. That's Chris I know, but still, okay. I'm still going to go with it. Number 11. <laughs> he was currently 11 at the time of the title about so his uh, so Habib's defense or so he won that fight against Al, which that was probably his best stand up fight ever. Them jabs, um, 
them jazz. jazz them jazz was real on that in that fight. Jazz, it was real. And then uh, he got the defense against. I mean, his first defense. Who's his first defense against? Sorry, me. It was call. the best matchup they could have put, like for Habib with uh, Connor. Yeah, it was Connor. Was yeah, Connor was, was before him. Yeah, Connor was the first. But that second? was drunk yeah. Connor though. And, so it don't count. Then Poirier. Then it Poirier. Count, right? It was drunk. Yeah, Connor. then Poirier. Then Gaethje. Okay. It was drunk Connor. So oh yeah. That don't count. So and Olives has squeezed out the same guys. He beat Ga- Gaethje, right? And then he beat Poirier, right? Mm-hmm. He beat Gaethje faster than uh, Habib did. Yep. And then, so but the only only win that he doesn't have is Connor. But Connor's not in the game right now, or in, re, re, in realistically speaking, he's not in the title picture. Realistically speaking, well, hypothetically speaking, he's always in the fucking title picture because he's Connor. He also took Tony right. uh, Ferguson's home twice. Right, that's facts. The only reason why I say he, twice is because there ain't no way Tony's arm was still there, and he was still getting put in that arm bar for that long. And he didn't. Tony tap. said, "Tony said he was gonna beat him with that arm." Tony's a special character. Um, Oliveira does have an impressive resume, however. Here's where Habib shits on him. He got, eight, he got like, Oliveira has like eight losses. He got none. Habib has zero. Right. That's I would also. Is, that's where the resumes kind of have a little bit of a, a, a discrepancy yes. as far as edge. Because yes. Habib... Barely lost a round. He was the most I mean, the dominant only, lightweight fighter that the UFC had. Only rounds I say he really lost was to um the no, Brazilian the fight. The, the Connor, Connor fight. Connor fight. He lost maybe first round, maybe. Maybe he lost but, but, the first round of the Connor fight, and he lost one round to um Ali Quinta. Okay, I don't think either one of those were legitimate round losses. But if you want to go by that, sure, I won't even argue. But I don't think he legitimately lost any one of those rounds to any one of those two guys. The only guy that gave him trouble was Glyson T. Bow. No, I know. That was the I only time. One. That was the only time I saw him like actually struggle and I know another could one. potentially lose a round. Was I know against Glyson T. Bow. I know another fight. I definitely do. It's called uh, the weight scale. <laughs> He almost died against Ferguson. First one. Which one? Which one? No, when he got hit, he had like liver failure. Was, was it on Tuesday? With Terry He got scheduled five times, and well, they both were hurt because Tony did the blind mellow jelly, fucking wearing sunglasses indoors, got tripped on the wire. That was he hurt himself. so dumb. Oh my goodness. Yeah. That was his fault. That's the one way it was finally going to happen. We was ready to go. Then Tony trips on the wire. And blows out his fucking knee. Tweaking, cuz. Tweaking. That's when that fool dressed up in the suit and had the gloves on and shit at the fucking press conference. <laughs> oh, my God. Had a baseball. The Tekken Fighter fucking intro. Oh, my God. I was is there so a fighter, mad. Bro, let me ask you a question. Is there, is there a fighter on a roster that you wanted the championship more for than Tony? A fight for the championship or actually be champion? I never be got the champion. Title. Be the title. Be the champion. And then get it. Is there, is there a guy you you personally wanted to have it that didn't get it in him? There one guy? There's only one guy for me. But 
I can't. Tony right now. I don't think I can think of only one guy besides Tony, personally speaking, that I would like to have seen won the title. You think of anybody? Or is Tony that guy with you? You know, if like Tony was a guy that I wanted to have the title, whether it was just I thought he deserved the title shot over everyone else. Okay, so you have so, a like, well, I'm trying to think of like I'm trying to think because I know there's other fighters that I thought should have been champion. No, no, that should have been champion, but you just want to see them win it. Mm. Like, not that they didn't, they got holes or anything. I, I got, I got like, was, I got like one and a half. One and that. a half. Let me get that one and a half, cuz. I got, I got the first one was definitely Tony. Okay. Like, even though he won the interim title, it just wasn't, you know, the real title. Then my halfway point was Wonder Boy. I always wanted okay. him to win it, but with Tyron, the first fight, that was a close fight. Second fight, nah, he lost that one. It was just, that was it for him. That's how I felt. I wanted him to see him to win the belt. Henderson. I got a couple. And Henderson. Henderson. I wanted to see oh, him I get a title because, let's be honest, he's had a title everywhere else. He was the man everywhere, and he just missed one. He lost both titles, though, when he showed up. And then he never got that John Jones fight because, remember, he was at 205 for a while. Yeah. And he never got I that wanted John him. Jones fight. Bro, I got a bunch. I can't believe you guys are skipping. And he should have beat. I just can't think Bisping. right now. He should have beat Bisbing the second right. round. Mm-hmm. I wanted him to win that one so badly, even though he was way over the hill at that point. In no order. I'm going to give you mine in no order, but I got five. In no order. Um, All daily. I want to see him win so I want to see him win a title so bad. I want him just like left. Left, yeah, that, that way that Josh Koscheck got him kicked out of the UFC. I wanted to right. see him like left hook somebody into another dimension on his way to the championship. I don't Fuck care if he defended it, I just wanted to see him get it. That was my boy for a long time. Rumble Johnson, I wanted Rumble to get a title so bad. I forgot, so about bad, him. so bad. This is one that I'm surprised you didn't say was Gay Garden Musasi. Oh my god, Gard, I yeah, I would love to have seen Gay Garden get UFC gold. That's number three. Hey, time out, time out. At time that out. point in time, when Gegard was smoking everybody, mm-hmm. who would have he fought for the title at that point? Was it Weidman? It wasn't Weidman because he Whitt- picked Weidman Whitt- off the ground yeah. and needed him Whittaker. in the head. Like, he, he made sure your hands ain't touching and he needed him in the head. It, it would have been, been Whitaker, Whitaker or right? Bisbing. Or Yoel? Whitaker or Bisbing. Whitaker. Whitaker. Whitaker Bisbee. You all never had the title, so it would have been no Whitaker for like an uh, interim or whatever. Have been, been floating around there at that time frame where Rockhold well, fought. Uh, it would have been Whitaker or oh oh actually you know what it, it would have been Whitaker or Adesanya because it could have been he could have been Calvin. Oh. Could have been in the same spot as Calvin was in. Well, his his title spot was the reason why they had the whole throwout was because and he got pushed back was because of um. Bisbing GSP in that whole time frame. Whitaker, Bisbing, and GSP, that whole holdup. That's that's where he got like thrown out of the equation. So it would have been either Bisbing or Whitaker that he would have fought. Damn. Damn. That would have been a good fight. He should have... It should have been Gegard fighting Bisbing instead of Dan Henderson. 
Because Dan Henderson wasn't even in the title picture. Wait, no, no, no. They pulled some the, strings for that one. Hold on, wait. That was a request Gay- for the champion Gaygard, at that point. Gaygard, when Gegard Musasi fought Chris Weidman, who was the middleweight champion? Either Rockhold or Bisbing. I don't, I don't think so. I don't, I don't think it was either one of those guys. I thought I, I think it was Robert Whitaker. Let me look it up real quick. I think Robert Whitaker was the interim champion at that time, waiting on Bisbing. Hmm. Because oh, it was supposed to be it was supposed to be Rockhold versus uh Weidman two and then Bisbing won the title and then Bisbing got injured and um <clears throat> Bisbing got injured, that's why they created the whole Whitaker versus Yoel, and then even though Whitaker won the interim title, they did the GSP fight. So yeah, Gegard should have been fighting when Dan Henderson fought for the title. That's when he should have done it. So it should have been against uh, Bisping. Who was the champion in August of 2021? The middleweight division. Probably Izzy. It would have been Israel Adesanya. Because the Chris, the, the Chris Wyman gegard Musasi fight was in August 13, 2021. No, was that in 21? No, he was already no, in Bellator by then. Bro, that's last year. That's last year. Yeah. Wait, no. Well, no it's, oh, this article, sorry. I, my fault, my fault. This that article is from bro. there. No, that's fair. That's fair. That, this article is from 2021. My bad. Actual fight itself is um, 20, it was uh, April 2017. Right. My bad. Yeah, because I was like, man, Gegard's been in Bellator forever. So who was the but, champion in 2017? That's the question. I'm gonna go Who's the with, middleweight, uh, middleweight title holder in 2017? I'm going to go with uh, Izzy or Robert Whitaker. It has to be Izzy. I don't think Robert. it was Izzy yet. It has to be, that's why I said Robert Whitaker because he was the only champion before. He was a champion before Izzy. And I don't think Izzy was the title holder at this point. I think it was Rob. I think Rob was at that point doing the wars with um, Yoel at that time. Right. And those wars with Yoel were while Bisping was champ, but injured. Oh. Yeah, because those were interim fights. Oh, Bisping got squeezed out by fucking, um, by GSP. What what time? That's what I'm saying. 2017. 2017. 2017. What month? Uh, I'm sorry. Um, The fight itself was in April. April 8th. April 8th was Musasi against Biz, or? Biden. Wyman. The following week was uh, Jacare versus Whitaker. He knocked him out. That was before he got his title. And then three mm. months later, he fought Yoel Romero to a decision and won that title. I believe the vacant title? Won the, or the interim? No, he won the interim because Bisping was injured and they were trying to set up the uh, GSP fight. And then, oh, Bisping! I thought I thought I thought BS, GSP had taken it from. Um, he beat Bisping, Bisping and the, correct, and then it was like he retired. So the, that's why it was an interim fight, not because Bisping was injured. I it was no, it was an interim fight, fight because they were setting up the. It, it was they had the inter or interim fight, and then Robert Whitaker held out for a while because they were doing Bisping versus 
uh, GSP, and then GSP retired. That's why they promoted Whitaker to champ. And that's why he defended it against Romero a year later. GSP versus Bisbing was in November of 2017. And Robert Whitaker didn't fight again until June of 2018 against Romero. So then, yeah, you're right. It would have been either um, he was fighting for a championship, assuming that he was in, in line for it. It would have been against, it would have been Robert Whitaker then. Because we already know that GSP beat his being that same year. That was the same year. He beat him at the end of the year, so there's no way he's getting a turnaround fight there. GSP, GSP beats Bisbing, vacates. But it would have been against Whitaker. It really should have been Whitaker versus Musasi for the interim. Right, that's what I'm saying. It would have been Whitaker. It would have been a matchup. Yeah. That's a good matchup. That's a great matchup. like it. We might have never seen Whitaker as champ. Exactly. I don't know. Probably not, no. I'd I give an edge to Musasi. If, if I'm picking an edge, if I'm giving um, any one of them an edge, I give Musasi the edge to Musasi used to fight at 205. The bad motherfucker, bro. You know what I'm saying? Gagar, I, I even think Gegard would, um, would be a great fight against Izzy. Just personally speaking, I think that would be a fucking great matchup. I agree. Um, I'm on board for that one. With that being said, though, other two, fight, other two fighters out of the five that, that never won a title, I was personally hoping did. Carlos Condit, I was really hoping he won a title. I really hope that Gustafsson would have won a title. I agree okay. with Gustafsson. Those, were, those, were, those mm-hmm. were the five guys out of um, history of the game that I've been in. I'm like, man, I really wish they could have got an opportunity to win. Because I would love to see Paul Daly just fucking left hook somebody into another dimension for that title. And then, obviously, Rumble. Rumble was knocking out everybody, but could never get past the, the wrestlers that could choke him out. And uh, Gustafsson couldn't beat the big black dudes. Uh, see, Pundit had a bad mix of injuries and, like, GSP being the guy. Um... Who's the other the last person? Musasi. Musasi just ran into a shit deal with the UFC because he should have. He's the only legitimate guy that probably could have had it. I mean, if he was in the UFC for two more fights, he's probably champion. Didn't he want the uh, pay? That's why he went yeah. over to Bellator. Well, he wanted to be treated better too. He he likes the way that Scott Croker treated him versus because they had they were in strike force together. Yeah, and he liked that business more so he wanted a little bit more pay he wanted sponsorships back he he hated the whole log jam at the top of the division because of the whole gsp and everything going on when everyone knew that whole the whole bisbing era as middleweight champ was all bullshit oh it definitely was but he, he legit won the title he legit won the title, he but did? his title defense against Dan Henderson was bullshit. Okay. And the the fight against GSP was just a cash grab, and then he lost. So That, that, smoke that shouldn't have happened. That should never have happened. And then GSP Good for said, GSP. Fuck right <laughs> fighting anyone else in this division. I'm actually happy that happened for GSP. I am too. I'm not gonna lie. I love that. That's part of GSP's uh, legacy. 
But I also know, and I said it at the time when all this was getting set up, there is no way GSP ever defends that because the second they put him against Yoel, he's fucking going to die. You know what? I don't think I ever truly forgave Bisbing for ducking Yoel or for, ro- it's not his fault, but for him robbing uh, at Hamill when they, in, in England. It wasn't his fault. The judges gave him the fight, but he did not beat Matt Hamill in England. I won that fight. And um, he's undefeated he in England. No, it's, it's insane to me how he, he, that he won that fight. But I also think that uh, he ducked the OL pretty heavy. He, yeah, he, didn't he, want, did. he didn't want no part of Yoel. He didn't want no part of any of the actual contenders in the thing. He literally he fought. I didn't want Rocco. He did want Rocco. It, well, he I did. mean, when he that was when he actually got the that. title, that it was, was personal. personal. Was personal. And Rocco. short notice as hell. So yeah. you're gonna do and that. But when Rocco it came to actual legit, contenders, he's well, he's a champion, better than a contender. He beat the fuck out of Wyman. Earned that title. No, no, I'm saying after that, when he was defending his title, his title defenses were bullshit because he didn't want any of the actual 185 contenders. He fought a guy that was unranked and, like, over the hill and still almost lost. He wanted that get back. And I wanted Dan Henderson to win that. I mean, I'm just saying. But I knew it wasn't supposed to be. That was for America and just just because. I mean, run it back from the ultimate fighter. saw a video, a clip one time. It was Yoel calling out uh, Bisming back when Bisming was the uh, top of the middleweight division. He was like, I'm everywhere you are. I'm in Manchester. You know here. You know here. Oh, imagine this dude like following you around. The way you go. You talk right. about me. You talk about Masvidal. But man, whatever. If, if Yoel, if Yoel sneaks you or just comes to you while you're whatever, and then you'll be missing more than two. Damn sure. I don't no problems. No. Yoel? Yeah, no problems. Oh, no, 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 no. Either. Hey. I mean. We're going over uh, two hours now, guys. You guys ready to call it? I know we've been then- we've been away for a little while, so it was good to get it going, but you guys ready to call it? Yeah, man. Yes. It's a reunion. Back. That note, though, I'll give a shout out to all our all our peoples. Appreciate the support. Appreciate the likes. Appreciate you guys viewing our content. Uh, if you are first timer, hit the subscribe button, the like. Hit us up in the chat with me and Mark are both on Twitter at Ashy Knuckles MMA. Um, but on that note, we can zip that shit up. Zip it up. Zip it out. La 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 la